Hello there. Welcome to the Thriving Family Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's Teresa and Barbara. We're so happy you're here. We know how many great podcasts are out there, and we're grateful that you're taking the time to hang out with us in a supportive space to fill your cup and elevate your life. This podcast is about parenting, but a lot about taking care of you as the parent. We are the captain of our family ship, so the better we feel, the more smooth sailing there is for everyone. We really want to discuss the tough and awkward subjects that we all come across in parenting, especially with school-aged and older kids. We're here with you through all the peaks and valleys to hold space for you through all the feels and to help make sure you always put on your own oxygen mask first. Our hope is that you know you're never alone in parenting and that we're here to support you at every stage. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you, and we provide new content every week. If you have a question for us, please reach out on Instagram at Thriving Family Podcast. We're here for you, so let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with family and friends. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We'll tell you more about it at the end of the episode. Let's get started. It is such a pleasure to have Caroline McGrath on with us today. Caroline is awesome. She is a licensed professional counselor and has her own private practice, and she specializes with preteens all the way through adults, working with them individually and in group counseling. And she's also a mindset and empowerment coach for moms and women. She supports and helps her counseling clients find the tools that work best for them as they identify their own sense of self, discover their own personal coping skills, and learn new ways to express their emotions in a safe and healthy way. Pretty much, she's just awesome. And we are so grateful to have her on with us today. So I hope you enjoy. Take a listen. Hi, Caroline. We are so thrilled to have you on with us today. Hi, I'm super excited too. It is just so nice to be able to talk about the real aspects of parenting. Obviously, we're, we feel so lucky. There's so many joys in parenting, but the overwhelm, the anger, the triggers, all the things that like lead me up at night, beating myself up is where I feel like we need to shed more light on because it's so common. And I know when I'm talking with my friends and I kind of let that out and say, oh my gosh, I do this. And did you know I do this? And they're like, oh my God, they feel so connected and not alone and not scared that they're just messing this whole parenting thing up. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk to an expert about how to deal with that and some tips of just how to be more kind to ourselves and how to navigate the harder parts of parenting, which is a majority of my days, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. I think a majority of all of our days. Yeah. So with the overwhelm and anger, I know you work with a lot of families and parents and teens. And when a mom comes in and she's just feeling lost and just like, you know, you, you just get to that point where it's like, you want to give up, which I mean, is such a dark place because you just feel like no one taught me how to do this. Every stage is new, especially with your oldest. You're just navigating this uncharted territory and you're again, not wanting to mess it all up and fuck up your child. And I think the hardest part for me is I'm like, I look at my kids and I'm like, this is not me. Like I'm a happy, joyous, awesome person. And right now I'm a monster. So why are we here? And I just feel like any tips or light to shed on that and get us out of that spiral and darkness. Yes, please. I will print a poster and put it in my house. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel, I, I feel you, I feel you. And here's the thing too, is the reason why I just kind of started these moms groups were because not all moms have that. Like they don't have that connection with other moms, with other friends. Right. So some of us are lucky enough to have maybe one or two, or maybe a group of friends where everyone feels okay. Like, oh my gosh, I just yelled at my kid. I feel like horrible. You know, I feel like a horrible person and some just don't. And, you know, some are like, oh, I never yell at my kids. Like I've never yelled at my kids once. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's never yelled at their kid, but realistically, I think everyone's probably yelled at their kid for the most part. Right. So, you know, I work with kids and and teens. I don't work with little kids as much anymore, especially since the pandemic, it was just really hard to do telehealth sessions that way. But, you know, I had parents just like come in my office and I could tell they were just sitting really heavy, you know, and just like, I just, you know, yelled at my kid and super feeling super shameful. And Mm -hmm. In those moments, I'm always like, I I just want them to know. I'm like, you are not alone. You are not alone. Like I've yelled at my kids and they're like, you do, you have, I'm like, yes, we're not perfect. You know, and parenting is hard. It can be so hard and it can be so fun and joyful. And yeah, like you were saying, Barbara, like, you know, this fun and I'm vibrant and joyful. And I like to have fun with my kids. But then all of a sudden you're like the monster mom and you're like, And you know that you shouldn't be saying it, but it's still coming out. And those moments of like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And then boom, the mom guilt hits, right? Yeah, totally. And I love, I always say this because it's when I don't feel alone is where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be okay. And I love that you hold that space for your clients. And I think that's another reason I love, (laughs) my talk is throwing up. I'm like, sorry. (laughs) I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Um, You guys, I'm like, that wasn't me. It was, you know, but <laughs> sorry. Oh, the fun. Now this is real. <laughs> it's mamahood's messy. No matter if you're a boy, mom, girl, mom, dog, mom, whatever. Mom, right? It is. It yeah. is a little messy. And, but it is nice to feel not alone and that it is normal to just be in that place of, you know, when you're doing it, I know when I'm just saying the things and I'm like, oh, this is so bad. I shouldn't even be saying, but sadly it's like feeling good as I'm doing it. And then it's like when you eat sugar and you're like, I know I'm going to feel like shit afterwards, but this tastes so good. And then right. after, it's like worse. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. 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 Like likening yelling to sugar. I mean, but even with your partner, right? I mean, you can get in an argument and you're like, don't say it. Why are you going to push buttons? Like we're, you know, and it, and it just comes out and it's, but when it happens with our kids, I feel like it's just as moms, there's that mom guilt, right? There's that mom shame. There's like, oh my gosh, I am going to fuck up my kids. Like, great. Now my kid is, you know, I'm the whole, I'm the most horrible mom in the world. And even if it's not like screaming, yelling, whatever, a lot of times just like one simple little comment, like what, why did I say it like that? Right now. And sometimes you can just see, and I mean, the biggest thing is, so the biggest thing for me and what I tell parents is it's about the repair. Kids are very resilient. Yes. But like, and they build that resiliency. However, they have to learn through us as well. I mean, we're going to lose our shit. Everyone loses their shit. They lose their shit. We all do. Right. But the biggest thing is doing a repair. And with my kids and I, we've done, we call it a redo. 
and I know a lot of parents use that, that. Okay. Let's do a redo. And, but what it really does is physically like in your brain, if you redo the same thing, like the same situation, but even with siblings, let's say two kids are like fighting, right? Someone takes their toy and like, you know, they get mad. And if they do a redo, it's like, you know, can I have that toy when you're done with it? Sure. And they replay the whole thing in their brain. That's what the brain is processing then. So then like afterwards, it just goes into that, right? So it just kind of like redoes it all, not just like you're doing it through actions, but your brain is also doing that as well. So after that, it's like, okay, let's do this redo, you know, apologize, sorry, and, you know, go forward. It's a huge thing because it's not only like teaching our kids, we apologize. And you know what? I'm so sorry. Your mommy just yelled. You know what? Like I should have used my coping skills. I should have taken a break. I mean, my kids will say, mom, you need to go do volcano breath right now. And I'm like, they're like slower, mom, slower. And I'm like, okay. but I think that's good. You get to the yeah. point, the awareness. We definitely do redos, like a restart, whatever. And it's good yeah. because we're holding each other. Like, I know we can do better than this. We're human and we are flawed. And each of us are going to have those like, oops, I had that moment and I didn't choose yeah. to do it deep breathing and center myself. And then I exploded or they explode and then you fix it. And it's so good. And I love what you said earlier about how parenting is like shedding a light on yourself. And that's why it's so tricky because it's like putting a mirror on ourselves in our children, like different parts yeah. of our kids are going to be like, what? and it's funny to me that the triggers are what is the most like us. Right. Yes. And I'm like, can I not stand myself? (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Can you go a little bit more into like the triggers and why, like how that works? (laughs) Yeah. So in my practice, I do. So I do a lot of um, shadow work. So in my coaching program that I've gone through and we just a lot of deep shadow work. So it's really starting with your own process, right. And like working through your triggers and what it is, is we all have our personality, right? We all have our persona. Like this is, you know, who people see is who we are. This is, you know, people know who people know as us, but then it's just, it's called like the persona shadow. So the shadow side are all the traits and parts of us that we kind of have shoved down a little bit, you know, like, Oh, I don't want someone to know that I'm like that, or, you know, whatever trait it might be. Right. You don't want to be looked at as this certain kind of person. So And I use the word selfish because it's really easy to like give an example about, but so like, let's say you're like, I don't want anyone to think I'm selfish, you know? So like you would never want to do anything that portrays that. So what happens is in other people, when someone is like, you see them as like being selfish or whatever it is that really, really annoys you, you get super triggered. You're like, Oh my God, that person, you know, like to the point where, I mean, even if you're driving or, you know, anywhere you could be in the grocery store and someone totally triggers you. But however, as parents, our kids hold a lot of times will hold the traits right? That as growing up as, as when we were children, like maybe, like maybe there's adults who weren't really able to express themselves, right? Like maybe they were like, don't cry. You know, we don't cry, you know, you know, shut your emotions down kind of thing. Right. So then if they have a kid who's super expressive and they're like, and they're, they're, you know, showing all this emotion and like really triggers them. They're like, you know, so they just get super triggered. Right. Or someone who, you know, wasn't allowed to be angry as a child. And then all of a sudden you have this angry child and then you're like, oh my gosh, So it's really working on these triggers, but it's really reflecting They're a mirror. Everyone's a mirror, right? So they're reflecting parts of yourself. So with shadow work, you really go in and tap into, you you know, there's like, there's, you know, exercises and things that we can do. And then it basically, you, you integrate both parts of yourself. So you integrate like your personality pieces that people see, but also the shadow pieces that you keep hidden and, and kind of shove down because 
you can't shove it down. I mean, even like with anxiety or anger, anything, when people are feeling these huge emotions and they try to like, you know, push upon, it's like pushing a beach ball under the water and it's going to pop up. It's like the lava in a volcano that's going to bubble up. You can't keep it down. You know, it's going to explode. So it's really working through these pieces. So that doesn't happen. So it's, it's yeah. so good. It's that you're showing the light on it, that they are parts of ourselves. And I think it just makes me look at it lighter. Like what drives me nuts about them is a part of myself. I'm pushing down. We have good parts. We have parts we need to work on. It's all makes us our beautiful selves. Yeah. But I think being able to look at it and not a, they're just being awful or they're just pissing me off and seeing what's really at the root of it. I always love those examples when they're younger and it's like, it's not about the fucking cookie, the blow up is not about the <laughs> right. cookie. It's about what's underneath and that they didn't get something. It's not, you know, cause you're like, why are you crying over a cookie? And so I always think of an iceberg, like the lower, like, yeah, oh, this is just a trait that I have that I'm suppressing and I can't, you know, and, and then if I am aware of it, I can be less triggered, which would be amazing. Right. So and it's, yeah. And they're not, it's not like they're bad parts of us. Right. So like if you, you, you want, then you end up flipping it. So let's say like, oh my gosh, that person's so selfish. They're so selfish. Right. Well, let's look at the positive side. What's the positive side of being selfish? Self-care. Yeah. You can say no to people. You're not overbooking yourself. You're not doing things that you really don't want to do. You're like actually taking care of yourself. You're taking the vacation you want to want to take, you know? So it's really looking at these pieces and parts of ourselves like, oh, you know, what is the positive side of that? And not only that, like if you were able to allow yourself to tap into those parts of yourself, what does that open up for you in your life? You know, like that. Yeah. Yes, you just made me feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> it literally was like, you just gave me an internal hug to all these areas that I was like, no, stop. I don't like you. <laughs> no, you have to love them. Yeah, you just got in there and gave me a hug. <laughs> wow. A wow. huge hug. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it's all about. As you're saying, it's like having compassion. And even in my kids, you know, if I, I'm like, gosh, he's so passionate. He's so, he like, it's quick. He has a short fuse. And I'm like, so do I, but then, but I'm like, oh, but he is passionate. He is so like, this makes him this. And he like, when he has an emotion, it is a 110% that emotion, which can be a lot. And I can be as well, but it's, shedding that positive light on it. And I yeah. love looking at it that way. Yeah. All, like that feeling, it makes it all softer. Yep. It does. Zebras crying and, and all of that. And so and then also you, you think about the parenting styles. So like my husband grew up where you don't cry, you don't cry. Like you don't do that. So when somebody gets really <gasps> emotional and like big emotions, he's kind of like, <sighs> you know, where I, where I'm like, let it out, let it out. And then he's, I mean, my husband's learned a lot over the years. He's like, okay, you know, yes, it's okay to cry. I mean, you have to work together as a team too, you know, because all of this stuff, you think about like everyone comes from different backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. And we, we talked about this a bit where it's hard to make that shift of where our parents, you know, emotions were, it was like, no, no, you're fine. Everything's fine. And then now I love the awareness of having named the emotion, detain the emotion and all those things, but it is a big shift. And I have to yeah. remember because sometimes Hey. sometimes I just want to go, you're okay. You're okay. And I'm like, oh, ah. God, that's the worst thing to say. And, 
Like we'll be paying for therapy in 20 years because of it, but it's hard to retrain that brain when we were raised with such different things. And it is wonderful. My parents did an amazing job, but you know, it's just little things that their generation is different. And now we are just more like to the whole self and awareness and calling out the emotions. And yeah. when you work with a lot of moms and I, is it really getting down to where they are and where their emotions are coming from and what's tricky. I love the shadow work. That's amazing. I definitely want to do that. I'm like book me, please. We can do it. Totally do a session. I know. I'm like, that sounds really good. Just to get to the bottom of it and being aware of it. And then what other things do you tell your moms that are helpful to give themselves grace and navigating the really hard, dark places of parenting? Yeah. I think, you know, one of the big pieces is as moms too, a lot of times we don't take time for ourselves. You know, we're, we're so busy taking care of everyone else and so busy making sure everyone's okay. And then when it does come time, like, oh yeah, mom's trip or this or that, or mom's night out or whatever. Sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, should I really leave the kids or, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. So it's really important to take the time for yourself, whatever that is. Like some moms like to take a bath or go for a walk or go for a run or go out with friends or just go somewhere by themselves. I think it's, it's really important because the thing is too, is and it's so easy to forget. I mean, I do it all the time. Like if your cup is not full, you cannot give to everybody else, you know? So especially if you're in the profession too, of like a healer or a giver, something like that. So if you're constantly helping everyone else all day and you're not helping yourself, that's not okay. You know, you're going to burn out. Yeah. And then what happens is usually it happens at home, right? So you're, I mean, for me, for instance, sorry, my dog keeps licking me. Okay. <laughs> like just stop. Like, stop. They're like children. I like, know. I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, now I need you. I know, yeah. right? I'm like, usually you just go take a nap. Just go lay down and take a nap. She's like what you're doing, it's really exciting. Can I oh, be part of it? Gosh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> when I worked with little kids, so, you know, I'd see a lot of little kids in my therapy practice and I'd be playing with them all day. You know, they're yeah. like, let's play school or let's play this and let's play games and come home and I'd be tired. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, this isn't okay. Like, I don't want to be tired for my own kids. And so I kind of shifted it then where whatever age my kids are, I'm really not seeing that age of clients. So I'm kind of shifting it around. Yeah. Um, and that's just where I'm at now. Like, who knows? You know I mean? When they get older, I might be like, oh, I miss the little kids. I want to go see little kids again. But I think it's important to notice that and you have to shift something because if you're not giving what you want to give to your family, then then the more mom guilt comes on. Right. And I'm wondering this because Teresa and I talk about this a lot. And right when we started this podcast, that was a huge component that we wanted to do. And we love asking people what their self-care is because it is so important. And what do you think it is? Do you think it's like part of what we identify as being a mom is like putting everyone else first? Like, why is this such a, do we look at it that it's too selfish? Like, what are you finding is the commonality? Why when there is a girl's trip coming up? Do we not just go, heck yes, I'm going to make that happen because I know my soul will fill and I will be so much like more available to everybody else if I do these things. Like, what is it? And because as you were talking, I'm like, why do we all do that? Yeah, I know. I hear you because who doesn't want to go on a mom's trip or girl's trip? Like, you know, take that run and prioritize it. Right. Take that time for yourself, whatever it is for you in the day. I mean, some people don't even know what it is, you know, right. because that much like 
pushed it down and not self-cared at all or in so long that they're like, I don't even know what lights me up anymore or that I just, where I just feel like everything's calm or that I feel more joy in my life. And so I just, it, it is so sad and we've all done it and we all do it. And I love talking about how important it is and how much it does for us. But yeah, I was just wondering what you've seen, just because you talked to so many people about it, like why we do that, why we think that's, I mean, my, I know my mom did it, you know, yeah. and I don't want to continue doing that because you know, hearing her look back and be like, I wish we traveled more. And I'm like, then why didn't you make us travel? Why didn't you, you know, if that would have brought right. you joy, we do that. So I don't want to be that. I don't want to be having my kids come home from college and be like, I wish we did this and this is sailed or, you know, gosh, I should have. Cause I see my friends, like I have one of my best friends just did this for her 50th birthday. I'm like, she's a badass. Like just did this thing called Eversting. And it was where you don't go to Everest, but you, there's like different mountains around and they host it. And then however many times you climb, like it's essentially the same amount as Everest. And it is so cool. And like marathons and all these different things. And obviously that there's a lot of time that you have to do to train for these things, which I think some moms would look at and be like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. But oh, the time and oh, I can't do this because I have this, this, and this. And she did it. And I was like, you must feel like a million dollars. And I'm like, and I'm also proud of you that you took the time to put in the training because that's hard. Yeah. And, And I wish we would get to a place where it wouldn't be that hard to yeah, put that oxygen mask on and the kids respond and they're like, my mom's a badass. Look at her. And then it teaches them. And I just, it's, I'm like, I love having people on like you that are just like, yes, this is so important. This is so needed because we will all be better for it. I know. And it's like, well, what is the secret key? Because we can, I mean, I know for myself, like I'll get in that flow of like, I wake up early and do my workout. And then for some reason though, my, especially my youngest kid will all of a sudden start waking up earlier so he can come in and do the workout with me, which, you know, then it's like your mom time. It's my alone time. I'm getting this workout and before the kids wake up and then all of a sudden your kid is there doing it with you. And it's this balance of like, you know, I don't want to get frustrated because he's in there with me and he's enjoying his time with me. And he's like, I love coming in and giving you a hug and doing this with you, you know? And then I want to like soak that up, you know, like, well, this is great. I mean, and you know, he's seen me take care of myself. He wants to do this with me. And So it is this balance of like not getting upset that you're not getting your alone time, you know, but still like, oh my gosh, this is great little time with my kiddo. And, you know, but then you do see moms who like every day they go for their run. They do not miss their run. They do not miss their workout or whatever it might be. Right. And so they're constantly taking care of themselves. So, I mean, I get to the point too, where I'm like, why can't I just stay in this rhythm? And I do notice. So a lot of the times, like a lot of the moms I talk to and work with a lot of it comes down to control wanting to be in control of everything, wanting to do all the things, even though like maybe you have a partner who's like, well, I can take care of this. I can pack the kids for the trip. It's like, yeah, no, I'll pack because I know exactly what they should bring on the trip or, you know, so it's kind of like giving up some of the things so you can take more time for yourself, but then you're giving up and relinquishing that control over the kids and the family. And, oh no, what happens if this doesn't go perfectly? Or wonder if they forget this or wonder if, you know, so a lot of what I see is the moms who, you know, and, and I, I'm to blame for that too, at times, like my husband's always like, I'll pack them up for the trip. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'll get it. He's like, well, then, you know, then don't be stressed. Like you can't be stressed out if you're packing for, you know, I'm, I'm like three and a half 
Like you have your backpack and I, you know, it's like, but I swear I talked to so many moms and they're like, do you also pack for your kids yourself and half of your husband? I'm like, awesome. so many do. It's so, it's an interesting thing. I, and I so relate to that one because, so I'm divorced and I mean, obviously it was tough on our family, but everything has worked out really well. We've been very lucky. And I have to say that one of the silver linings for me has been, I'm able to have a fair amount of time by myself and that's great. But that kid admin that you were just talking about, and I call it admin and my ex-husband and I go back and forth. There's always things to do, right? The activities, the driving, all that. And we finally have gotten to a point where I've let go of that control slowly over the years. And so he's always been like, well, just let me do it or whatever. And my gosh, when you just let that control go, it feels so good. Now we've split activities up and it's like, okay, you're handling this and this in its entirety and just put it into the kid calendar. And then it'll pop up when something needs to be done. There's a special you know, competition or whatever it is. There's nothing better than letting go of that control. I, like admittedly, complete control freak. And mommy guilt is my thing. Barbara and I have had so many conversations about this. For I remember this one Mother's Day, I went away for my friend Stagat. It was the best girls trip, but I missed the Mother's Day tea at school. Big deal. So then I was like, okay, so then we'll just do like the Fairmont really nice teas and desserts with the kids after and you know some of the aunties came and it was lovely and I made up for it right in terms of my own mommy guilt but I probably shouldn't have even felt that bad in the first place so I'd love to hear about what you have to say about that in terms of the mommy guilt because for me it's the biggest and such an intense awful feeling to feel mommy guilt yeah. and it's something that is I don't think it should be normal but it is so normal I think for so many of us moms yeah Oh yes. The mommy guilt. I mean, it is, it's, and it just pops in, in so many different ways. It can be like huge situations or even little, little situations, you know, I mean, just the other day, like my kids, they missed the bus. And so, you know, my husband drove them. They're like, will you drive us today? And I was like, no, you know, I have to, I'm, I'm like, dad's already going, you know, and I'm going to get ready for work, whatever. And then they left. I was like, I actually don't have to work for like another hour. I could have totally driven them. So then all day I'm like, oh, I could have driven them. Like they really wanted me to, but we were just in this routine. It's just hard. But the biggest thing is, I mean, it can be a trip and the Mother's Day too. It's like, hey, go out, get a massage, go do this for Mother's Day, go take, go get pampered. But then it's like, well, aren't I supposed to be sitting, you know, hanging out with my kids? It's Mother's Day. Like, don't I, you know, I want to spend time with my kids too. So, so you know, my friend and I used to go and Petty's and Mimosas and then we'd meet up, you know, and have family time, which was a great little balance. You know, but when it comes to mom guilt, it's, we really have to give ourselves a break. Like we just really do. We just do. And I mean, it, the biggest thing is like, where is it coming from? So it's also kind of having this awareness of we can attach to these emotions or we can be non-attached. Right. And it's really all about just being non-attached because really our mind is the cause of the thoughts right? And we're creating our reality based on our thoughts. So if we can be not attached to all of this, and really, what is that? Like, what is the mom guilt? It's this feeling, but if we can just let it go and forgive ourselves, because a lot of this is self-forgiveness, you know, as moms, we, I mean, it's, I mean, look at society, look at Pinterest, you know, I mean, the Pinterest perfect mom, it's hard to live up to that. Right. So it's like, give yourself, we have to give ourselves a break. So when the mom guilt comes on, we can just kind of breathe, take a moment and be like, oh, hi, mommy guilt. I see you, but look what I've done today. Like, yeah. okay, 
I, and, or I did this for myself and I'm feeling really good. And most likely the kid has moved on. Like they're not even thinking about it. We're the one festering about it, but just kind of that, just giving ourselves that grace and just that like, okay, I see you kind of like anxiety. Like I see you, you're there. Thank you. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a good place about it. Or I, you know what? I didn't drive them to school today, but you know what? Instead I did this or just kind of, yeah, you actually had some time for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) I went away on a girl's trip to Honolulu and got a beautiful tan. Like, why am I not celebrating that? Right. And yeah, I love the, I love the mindset shift that you just, yeah. Yeah. that's That's important. It is. And so like you're saying, Barbara, you know, and I tell my clients that a lot, like with ang- with anxiety or anger, whatever the emotion is. Right. So it's like, oh, hi, hi, mom guilt. Hi, mommy guilt. Like, I know you're there. I feel you. I see you, you know, and you want to thank it. Like, thank you for, I know you're here to protect me for whatever reason, but you know what? Like I'm okay. And what you do is you want to take care of it. Like it's a little baby, right? So if a baby was screaming and crying, you wouldn't just like, let it sit there. You know, you wouldn't just be like, oh, just put the baby in the room and let it you know, scream it out. You're going to take care of it, right? It might be, the baby might be hungry. The baby might be tired. The baby might be, you know, anything. It just might need a hug. So it's really looking at it and taking care of it. So then what do you do? Do you feed the baby? Do you change the baby's diaper? You figure out what the baby needs, right? So then when you have the mom guilt or the anxiety, the anger, whatever it might be that comes up, you take care of it. So whatever your coping skills are, like whatever it is, you're like, you know what? I just need to breathe. You know what? I need to go outside and like take a walk. I need to, you know, just really recognizing what it is and tapping into what you know your inner resources are so you can take care of it like a baby. That is so good. And especially to deal with it. And I love visuals. So I love thinking of it now that the, it's like a baby and it has to be dealt with instead of just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Cause yeah. it's just going to grow and you're just going to spiral. And then you're going to like, explode. Yeah. And then you're like, and then when they were five, I did this. I mean, it just gets really yeah. <laughs> dramatic and bad fast. Yeah. 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 So, oh, I love that. I love that. And kind of being like, what do I need to feel better? Like, okay, they're fine. They're asleep. They're smiling, happy. They feel loved. And then your whole redo. I think that is so huge because it's inevitable. Things are going to happen or you clean it up with them. If, if something, you know, they left and you were in a fight or something, you just go, Hey, I don't like leaving like that. I'm so sorry. I was frustrated because you know what? I wish I could be everywhere at once. And I had some work stuff and I was a little stressed about that. And dad was going anyway. So I'm sorry. Da, da, da. But anyway, that's right. why I didn't take you like, yeah, they probably don't need it, but then it's like, <laughs> feel clean. Yeah, we feel clean. Yeah. And we teach our kids coping skills like, okay, when you get upset, when you, you know, like sad or whatever, like here's some coping skills, right? So we need to use them as ourselves. Like we need to just take care of ourselves, you know? So it's, it's a big thing. And I think it goes a lot deeper too. And there's not, you know, not everyone talks about, especially with the anger, the mom anger. Um, I recently, that's where I saw Teresa in person um, at a retreat and they did, um, we had a breathwork facilitator come in and she did this breathwork session and it was like phenomenal. I mean, it was the most, and I've done breathwork before, but that session was just like, just the release and, you know, growing up, like my dad was angry. He'd be, he was a yeller and, you know, I was the oldest out of four kids. So I was like, you know, protector, you know? So I, and I was like, I'm never going to be a yeller like my dad. So when I do like get upset and if I yell, like the mom guilt is just like, 
like I, I never, you know, I told myself right. I'd never be like that. Breaking so at this breath work, like I had this huge release and I shared in front of, I don't know, 70 people, which was not what I would normally do. I would not normally share something super personal, but then I was like, you know what? Like we all need to share our stories. And yeah. I just shared, and I had so many women come up to me after and share, share a story you know, whether it's like a current one or whether when they were a kid or whether, you know, like their kids now, you know, 16, this happened when they were six, you know? So it was like, I, and I didn't have any intention on any of that happening, but when I kept hearing all these women come to me and they're like, other moms need this. Like you need to talk to other moms about this. Other moms need this story. And, you know, and the, when they were sharing their stories, I was like, wow, I didn't realize it was so powerful because anger is really a thing and people are scared of it. You know, we're not supposed to get angry. Right. Yeah. And how do you deal with it then when you do get angry? Because I totally relate with you on that. Well, you know, I mean, there's a side where you spiral into the mom guilt and shame (laughs) or, um, I mean, we all do it. Right. So it's not like I'm perfect. There's no way. I mean, I'm just sit there and I'm like, Oh, I got so mad, you know, and, but it is, it's, it's the same thing. Like it's catching yourself. And it's what I realize is when I do yell, it's because I haven't been taking care of myself. It's because I'm trying to do everything that I'm possibly that I possibly can do. I'm trying to pack everything into the day. I'm trying to do everything on my own. I'm doing this, 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 and I'm not taking time out. And so if something happens and it can be little and all of a sudden I'm like, blah, And I'm like, you know, but it comes down to taking care of yourself because Mm -hmm. then you have the room and the space to step back and be like, okay, I'm going to take a breather before I explode. And like, oh, hi, anger. There you are again, you know, and work through the whole thing instead of just not recognizing it. And, you know, I I tell a lot of my clients too, especially like the teen ones, you know, it's like a a stoplight, right? You have the red, yellow, green. So you want to stay in the green. And when you start noticing you're in the yellow, that's when you're like, Ooh, yeah, I need to take a time out. I take a time out, work on these coping skills, bring myself back down because once you hit the red, you're in the red and it's hard. And so I tell a lot of parents too, because they're like, once they're like, you know, really mad or really, you know, having this anxiety attack and stuff, I can't, they won't do their breathing. They won't do it. And I was like, you know, because their lid is flipped. They're already up there. Yeah. So it's harder to come down. So it's important to, once you do come down to do the coping skills still to help the nervous system calm down anymore. You're even and, more. And expanding on that a little bit, cause I've had those days where you, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I hear the birds trooping. I have self-care. I am in like heaven. And then I'm so excited. The bus pulls up. I'm like, yay, these kids I love more than anything. I'm so excited. And one comes bebopping up and I'm like getting love from them. Then the other one's sitting on a rock because she had a bad day. And it is just, I'm like, that's okay. I'm in, I'm in. And then it's like, all of a sudden, boom, something will happen. Then I'm like, where did all that goodness go? And I guess, you know, it's probably that I got triggered, but it's like, I, how do I protect kind of, do you have tools for protecting my own energy from what's coming in? Because I, when I have, and I need to be more continual on my self-care, but when they come and then they bring their own stuff and just being like, okay, I'm here. I'm good. I'm not going to take on yours. You're there. That's like a big thing for me. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you because it can be one little thing and you're right. I mean, part of it is a trigger that comes from somewhere. Right. And it's probably something that's, you know, deep inside, but it is, and it's really about holding our energy. 
And, you know, there is, you know, I do certain exercise and stuff like with the shadow work or with like, oh, there you are, you know, so a lot of times it's this kind of process where you're detached from it and it's out in front of you and you can kind of like, and this is, I mean, this is going to happen in the moment. I'm just talking about this other exercise that you can take with you, but it's kind of like you see the shape, the color and, you know, like when it's like this anger or whatever it might be. Right. And then you just kind of like go back into the space of the self-care and then it's transformed. And so people, you know, might, there might be a color, a certain color that brings really calm. So like, maybe it's a blue, it's a shade of blue, right? So then people will, I have clients like hold on to something that's blue, like if it's crystal or, you know, whatever it might be. Right. But also envisioning like this blue protective bubble around yourself. And you're like, okay, I mean, this is easier said than done. Right. You know, it's like, you're just walking around in this little blue bubble. Like I'm not going to get triggered at all today, you know, but it, it is, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's not in the- so good. I've talked to you about like, I'm having really focused on the shadow work and the, the boundary setting. I used to do rainbow light or clear light. Yeah. You're right. Like it changes like the dynamic fascinating to like, just yeah. so I just, Oh, I can't say enough good things about all the stuff you do. I just, it, it, it's, I mean, in my program, when I started this coaching program, you know, and we have to do our own shadow work and all that. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I'm like, can we just be done with this already? You know, but the energy has completely shifted where, you know, I don't get hooked, right. I don't yeah. get hooked in and I can just let it be. And it's so much better. It, for me, it's like no guilt about it either too, right? Just like all the good boundaries being set. I'm just like, right. what a sense of relief. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, the boundary setting. Boundary setting is huge. Well, you know, we have to yeah. set our boundaries. Even as moms, we have to set our boundaries with our kids. I mean, it's so easy to just, it's so easy to just want to do, you know, I don't know, just do the easy route and everything like that. But, you know, setting boundaries for kids and for everything for ourselves the biggest key is if you find yourself starting to go there and get triggered or start to like, you have the power as well to like catch yourself in that moment rather than continuing to go. Right. And that's the work that we all have is like noticing it. And even though there's times we're like, Oh, I know what I'm saying. I'm doing, why am I doing this? Why? You know, it's like catching ourselves. And so the more we practice it and the more we do it, the easier it becomes. But it's hard. It's hard. I mean, and little kids have big emotions. We all have our stuff. So it's hard not to get triggered in those moments too. But you know, when you're feeling like you're like, yes, everything's great. And it's like, no, it's not a guess. Okay. But we're going to keep going. And you know, totally. No, that helps though. And especially your visual with like the stoplight and recognizing it's self-awareness and recognizing I'm in the yellow and just being like, okay, like I was in the green, everything was golden. And now we're in the yellow because I'm getting triggered. And then just taking that and being like, just breathing and just kind of just maintaining my composure. And yeah. then, them. And, and also just being like, this is her experience. It's not mine. I don't need to take it on. I'm just need to be there for her, which is hard for me, but I definitely just the awareness. I need to work on that. That is the biggest thing too, is not taking on our kids stuff. Yeah. Right. Because we want to help them. We want to be there. Then we want, you know, we want to like save them, make sure they're all okay, but they also have to feel the emotions. They have to go through it. And I think a big thing too, is whatever works for your family and every kid is different, but like some kids, like, you know, if you act really goofy, it gets them out of it. Right. If you give them snuggles and just hold them tight, like, you know, they're able to release the stuff in their body, they can cry or, so it's really important too to connect with your kids and know like what works for them. Does a little like tickle work or a little like acting goofy or, you know, 
picking them up upside down or, you know what I mean? Or just giving them a huge hug and just holding them, you know, and, and sometimes they don't know. I mean, and you know, I have my youngest kiddo who's six now, he used to get, there was a period of time where he'd get super, super angry and upset. And like, he couldn't regulate when he was like two or three. And, you know, I'd have to just, I'd just end up just holding him and he'd be fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. But I'm like, I'm keeping you safe. You know, I love you. And it's just keeping it really like, I love you. You're safe. And then afterwards, you know, I'd always ask, you know, was that okay for you? I mean, in, in the moment I'm, you know, I already knew ahead of time, but you know, I, I always check in after I'm like, okay, so you always, you know, you've told me before that you really want me to hold you, even if you're fighting me and saying no. And so I always check in during that time. But then afterwards, when he's completely calm, I'm like, okay, so if this happens again, do you, you know, are you still wanting me to hold you even if you don't? And he's always like, yes, you know, it was always like, even if they're fighting and kicking, like, leave me alone, go away. They really want you to stay. Whether that's sitting on the edge of their bed and letting them, you know, kick it out or whatever, or holding them, whatever it is. Right. But it's important to you to connect with your kids and know what helps them calm down. And may, and even if you're like in a crappy mood and one of your kids likes it, if you're goofy and when you start acting goofy, it gets you out of it too. You know, I love that. That's so nice. And where can we get more of this goodness from you? I know that you have some amazing offerings coming up and we just want to guide everyone to exactly where to go to find this. Yeah. So I have a teen group that starts actually tonight and it's a monthly ongoing group. So it's every four weeks, a new one starts called mend your mindset. So that's for teens right now. It's a preteen. So it's like 13. So I kind of change the age every time as well. I also have a couple groups for moms coming up. So one is kind of shifting our mama mindset for the holidays. So going into the holidays, being more intentional because it gets so busy. And then again, it's like, okay, this, we have to do this and this and this. So it's really, and a lot of triggers too. So a lot of times when we go to family events or just anything with the holidays, people can get triggered for numerous reasons. So it's, we're going to touch on working through the triggers, recognizing that like in, you know, going into it, being able to spend those moments and not get to the end. Like what? I just missed it. Like it's just was gone in a flash and I didn't do the things I really want to do. I wasn't, I didn't spend as much time as I wanted. I was too busy doing this. That's the next one coming up. And that starts in a couple of weeks. And then after the first of the year, I'm starting, um, it's called root and rise and it's an eight week program for moms. So we really go deeper. So we're going to touch on the mom guilt, the anger, all the stuff we can do, you know, deeper shadow work. I'm going to incorporate a lot of it. I'll bring breath work into it and who knows little surprises and stuff sprinkled in. So and then private coaching. So I also offer private coaching and then, yeah. And I have therapy for kids, well, for teens and young adults basically, but my website, soulofthelotus.com. I'm also on Instagram, I have a Facebook page, soul of the Lotus. Well, this is just awesome. And I love the way you look at things and paint the picture about it and just get to the bottom of all of it. And also just holding space where just to know that parents are not alone when they're feeling the darkest space and how to handle that and count me in for working with you on shadow work for sure. Yes. All right. That triggers. <laughs> I know. I know. And there, you can do a lot of work, but you know what, it, when you see it shifting things in your life without even know, like trying to make it shift, you know, it's just doing this work. And also you're like, Whoa, what relationships change that even people you don't really spend a lot of time with. All of a sudden you're like, wow, that's different. And it's great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me, you guys.
This was fun. That was such a good episode with Caroline. She is just really so wonderful. I love how she is so genuine and talks honestly about mom guilt and how hard parenting can really be. It was super cute and funny when Barbara and Caroline's dogs were acting up, but otherwise, here are the main takeaways. One, it's about the repair. Sometimes people lose their shit and the redo or replay is helpful for the brain to process. It's not just about the apology, but also the do-over helps with accountability and improving relationships. Two, parenting can bring to light all the things we love about ourselves and the things we don't love so much. But Carolyn says that triggers aren't always a bad thing. And I like that she highlights that self-care, for example, often comes as a result of what some people would consider to be being selfish. And so she encourages us to look at the positive side of triggers as well, because it really could open up a lot for us in our lives. Three, take time for yourself. Do the things that make you feel good, whether it's a girl's trip or a walk or a run or whatever. It's really important to make that happen and it makes you a better parent. But as Caroline mentioned, it might also mean you have to let go of some control, which maybe isn't such a bad thing, right? Four, when it comes to things like triggers, anger, and mom guilt, it's important to use our coping skills as adults in the same way that we teach children to use them. I love the analogy Carolyn uses of taking care of your mommy guilt just like a baby. You figure out what you need and those coping skills and those inner resources are really important and they're not the same for everyone. Just in the same way a hug or a tickle or flipping your kid upside down could be helpful to cheer your kids up. And five, practice catching yourself in the moment as it's happening. So take a step back or a time out when you need to help your nervous system calm down. I love the stoplight and other visuals that Carolyn uses, the red, green, and yellow. I also really liked the detachment exercises with shapes and colors, and of course, all the great tips for boundary setting. It was all just so helpful, and we really are appreciative of all the wisdom Carolyn shared with us in this episode. Make sure to check out her amazing offerings linked in the show notes, the groups for moms, teens, and individual sessions. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you again for joining us today. We know how many other things you could be doing, and it means the world to us that you're here. We hope you always get something valuable from our podcast and that you feel supported. If you have a question for us about our content or anything else, please leave it in your review of this podcast, or you can send us an email or DM us on Instagram. We're here for you, so let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. You can join our membership by clicking on the link in the show notes. You are never alone in parenting, and we're here to support you at every stage. If you know anyone that would be inspired or supported by this podcast, please share it with them. We provide content every week, so please subscribe wherever you're listening from. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We're so excited about this giveaway. We only introduce brands to our community that align with our values. And Barbara and I both love the Now Tone Therapy System. This yoga for your mind is one of the most simple ways to relax, relieve stress and anxiety. The creators recommend listening twice a day for only three minutes to receive these benefits or to listen as often as you like. And if you buy them, there's a risk-free three-month trial period. 
What we like best about Now Tone Therapy System is that it's something everyone can make time for. My family likes to listen first thing in the morning and at the end of each day. It's the easiest and most relaxing path to mindfulness daily. We'll link to this amazing product in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time.